Welcome to C. Myers Live. This is Rob Johnson, president of C. Myers, and today's discussion is about some things to know when considering derivatives to potentially create opportunities in today's environment while helping manage interest rate risk. I'm here with a special guest. This is Ben Lewis from Chatham Financial. Ben, thank you for joining me. And would you mind telling us a little bit about Chatham? Yeah, thanks, Rob. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having us on today. Yeah, just a little bit of background on Chatham. Uh, we deliver financial risk management advisory and technology solutions to organizations across a number of different industries around the world. Um, and our goal is to help those companies maximize their value in, in the capital markets. So we help with all different types of risk scenarios, whether it be foreign currency, commodity, or interest rate risk. Of course, today, uh, as we're thinking about credit unions, we're going to talk about interest rate risk, and, and we have a whole um, sector team at Chatham dedicated to working with financial institutions, uh, both banks and credit unions. Thank you so much. And you can tell that's that's why we wanted Ben and his team here today is because we have been seeing a lot more institutions, banks and credit unions, thinking about adding more on the derivatives front to help navigate through this environment. In fact, we run thousands of what ifs for institutions. And the primary focus right now is how can I generate more earnings in this low environment? But I don't want to take on too much risk because something we keep learning is that we should expect uncertainty. The world keeps changing and the crystal ball as to exactly where things are going to go. It's not working so well right now. And so derivatives can be a really helpful part to make it where you can see a little clear on some of the stability of earnings that you might be able to generate in different environments. So maybe talk through for the audience, how can derivatives help them in this environment? Yeah, that's a great question, Rob. You know, I think they're helpful in all types of environments. I've seen them be helpful in all types of environments, but I think it's also very true for today's interest rate uh, environment as well. Financial institutions have added this tool to their kit because it just gives the uh, financial institution more strategic flexibility as it relates to managing interest rate risk. I mean, you, there are certainly tools that are native to every FI's balance sheet. There's loan and deposit pricing. There's wholesale tools like uh, home loan bank funding or the investment portfolio going out and buying and selling bonds. And really derivatives are just sort of a complementary tool, risk management tool to allow a financial institution to manage their interest rate risk. It really is kind of a, you know, sometimes we use the analogy of insurance, right? And so... I like to think about derivatives as kind of a, a form of targeted insurance uh, when you think about managing risk across the entire institution. And so you can manage risk against rising short-term rates. You can manage risk against falling short-term rates or, or the same for both uh, long-term rates. And it kind of at the end of the day, what we see with financial institutions, uh, Rob, is just this idea of wanting to smooth out their earnings, wanting to provide a little bit more of a predictable sort of stream, whether it's of net interest income or whether it's you know the value uh, of equity, those types of things, uh, I think really appeal to financial institutions. And so, you know, you look at today's environment, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of conversation about inflation. Um, who knows if that will happen, but that's kind of where it fits into the picture. It helps you manage some of those who knows type scenarios. 
Ben, there, there's so much to what, what you said there. And I think the combination of reminding people of all the different types of tools that they have. But, you know, while many are more familiar with what it looks like to add long-term borrowings, I think that's such a great, you know, comparison because long-term borrowings, the challenge that places have with that is, yeah, you might lock in some funding, but what do I do with all that funding? I just brought in another $100 million. What did that do to my capital ratio? That just diluted my institution. Now I have to go figure out what to do with all of that when a lot of places, their challenge is I have a lot of extra liquidity right now. I don't want to bring on another $100 million. And that's what's so powerful about a derivative is it's off balance sheet. It doesn't dilute your structure. So you don't have that inflation in size, which comes with another benefit which is that rate. Talk about the rate of, let's say, the interest rate swap versus a borrowing. Which, which one's more expensive? No, that's a great question. Um, I think the vast majority of the time, I mean, there's always an exception to the rule, right? But the vast majority of the time, what you're going to find is that I can go to the home loan bank and I can borrow fixed for five years. That rate compared to a five-year pay fixed interest rate swap, typically, I mean, depending on your home loan bank, could be 20, 30, maybe even 40 basis points lower than the fixed rate advance from the home loan bank. And the reason for that is because when you go to the home loan bank and borrow fixed for five years, you're asking them to tie up that liquidity and to use their capital for five years. Yeah, no, it's great. And you know, I mentioned there was so much to some of the things you're hitting and that part you're talking about on smoothing out earnings and what we found is that sometimes that fluctuation in earnings that are happening can get in the way of strategic initiatives. Oh, do we have the ability to deliver on this strategy? Because a lot of times there might be a cost to it at first. And then, well, if if the environment starts changing, we might not have the kind of earnings that we're generating, you know, in these environments. So I don't know if we're willing to move our strategy forward. So that smoothing that you're talking about can be really helpful bringing it back to the the structure of the institution. What are they looking to accomplish? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. mentioning. Yeah, that. yeah. I didn't mean to jump in there, but I was just exactly what I was going to say. I think sometimes a financial institution will come to us and say, "Hey, what if we hedged, for example, fifteen and thirty year mortgage originations? We're really worried about the interest rate risk profile there, and we there's a strategy for that, but we think it makes more sense before you." kind of dive in and, and start hedging um, away a particular risk, the approach that we take is to look at the overall balance sheet and the overall risk profile of the institution. It may make sense to not do that, to go ahead and originate those mortgages, and, but maybe we're in a different liquidity environment where it actually makes sense to go over and borrow on a short-term basis on the liability side and use one of these swaps. Now, again, that doesn't make sense today, but the point is is that you can use the derivative tool both on the liability side and the asset side of the balance sheet to get your overall risk profile to where you want it to be. And, and that's just the kind of the, the approach that we think makes the most sense. You don't want to, another way to say it is this, Rob, you don't want to say, oh gosh, we're worried about this particular asset. So let's go hedge this asset. And then maybe you've, you've made your overall risk position more uh, severe than, than maybe it was before. So that kind of big picture view is an important part of it. Yeah, I think there's so much on that part because it's that whole institution, understanding the whole profile 
and then saying what are our needs, where yep. might we feel pressure, and then how can we specifically offset that pressure? And you know, you mentioned the mortgages. The reality is for a lot of places that still continues to be a huge opportunity of what they can produce. And we see a lot of places facing hard decisions as to do we sell that? Well, there's a reason why the market's paying a nice premium for them right now is it can be a very valuable asset. But of course, as with anything, there are risk return trade-offs. So understanding how your structure could be designed to add more to your, you know, your structure, whether that's portfolio more mortgages or finding other opportunities as to where to generate earnings in this environment, being able to pull that together and then say, well, if we are going to do this, then how do we make sure that we're happy with the results on it? How do we offset the potential pressures that come with that? That's a valuable conversation. Yeah, it is. And that's one that we're having um, in particular, actually, with a lot of certainly all FIs, but uh, actually more in the credit union space than the bank space is that particular um, sort of scenario where it's like, you know, it would be nice if we could portfolio more of these 15 and 30 year and even sometimes uh, in the jumbo category, right? So um, it'd be nice if we could keep these on balance sheet, keep that relationship at the credit union. And, and the derivative tool allows these credit unions to do that. They can kind of portfolio and then maintain on their balance sheet a number of these single family residentials, 15 and 30 year, and hedge away using using an interest rate swap, hedge away some of that interest rate risk. And I think we may have said this earlier, but it's worth repeating if we didn't. There is a cost, right? You know, I hate to use the analogy. There's no free lunch, right? But it's that's true with derivatives as well. Like any insurance product, you know, may be targeted, but that still means that there's probably something you're giving up today in order to gain that kind of smoothing of earnings over time. And so, you know, that's an important part as we think about for any type of financial institution, that's an important part of the, the overall kind of risk strategy. Yeah, and just like insurance, I found um, that while there is that cost, it means that you also can't be disappointed if you didn't have to use your insurance. You know, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not sad that I did not have to use my homeowner's insurance and especially not sad I have not had to use my life insurance. So. You know, yes, there is a cost to it, but what are we looking to protect against? And then it can kick in for that. But I think that that connection of viewing it as insurance, but also recognizing that it can help you expand your structure more. So it's not just a defensive measure. It can be part of a forward-looking strategy. I, yeah, gosh, I'm, I'm so glad you said that. I uh, was just going to say that, like you said, not necessarily just defensive, but it certainly is also something where you could say with our with the tool in this kit, we can actually go out and generate more of these 15 and 30 year, you know, jumbo mortgages and so forth. So totally agree with you, Rob. Yeah. And you, you had mentioned briefly having some of the conversations with banks and credit unions on this and how they can each have benefits. But you're seeing more credit unions talk about it. And it seems like that's because historically the process was more challenging for credit unions. And while this this messaging is for every financial institution on considerations, let's talk for a little bit about how hard is it for you know the process for a credit union these days to be able to have a derivative? Well, the NCUA has done a fantastic job of making it 
easier for credit unions. They just recently approved a final rule around using derivatives. And uh, there's a number of things to that. But the bottom line is that it has removed a lot of the burden for credit unions to be able to use derivatives. If you'll allow me, I I think there's a great quote from the vice chairman, a guy named Kyle Hauptman. Um, This is what he said about derivatives. I thought it was really useful. He says, derivatives aren't inherently frightening. They are indeed a powerful tool and anything that's powerful can probably cause harm. But there's also harm in not allowing people to use the best tool available. For example, you can try to manage interest rate risk without using derivatives, but it can be a bit like dealing with a fly on the window by throwing a brick at it. So it's great to see that credit unions have already demonstrated safe derivatives usage, not to mention it's human nature to switch to better tools when they're available. The same reason we don't commute via horseback anymore. I, I actually thought uh, that was really great. Um, you know, we talked about tool in the toolkit, but the brick at the window is a good analogy as well. As good well. visual right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, be specific on what your needs are. What are you trying to accomplish? And the more that you have that clarity as a team, then you can decide which tool do I use to accomplish that or what combination of tools do I have at my disposal. And the reality is the more that places start understanding that immediately, they understand what it is and have it where they can have access to it. Then when the timing's right, when they have the knowledge and the education, to act on it, then it's a lot easier to act on it. So if anything, if I were to sum this up, is for those of you who are you know, already comfortable and knowledgeable about derivatives, continuing to evaluate the opportunities as to how they can help with earnings in the future, but also how to, you know, they can be used as a defensive measure. But those of you who have not, then encourage you to continue to get more education. I know the hardest thing that we had in, a, in finding time for this discussion was, how do we limit ourselves on our discussion time? Because you and I could each talk about this for a day or a week. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Ben. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Thank you.